Today's guest is the founder and CEO of BankX. BankX has developed a crowd-sourced, proof-of-asset protocol of liquidity and an ecosystem built around it. The protocol facilitates digitization, tokenization and exchange of real assets. Their mission is to add liquidity to assets that have an underrated value due to the way that classic financial markets currently operate. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? Okay, Igor, welcome to episode number 25 of Taking You to the Top. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Rami. Thank you for inviting. My pleasure. So if you wouldn't mind to get us started, if you could introduce yourself and maybe take us back from the beginning. Tell us where you're from, where your journey started, and how that led you to founding BankX. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> I uh, uh, came like uh, I'm Ukrainian. I was born like in the small city in Ukraine, like 30,000 people. And uh, then uh, I, I basically I started like I was uh, very good at mathematics and physics. I started uh, first in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine, for I won Ukrainian Computer Science Olympic, Olympiad. Okay. So national Olympiad, uh, and then uh, uh, I moved uh, to Moscow, to Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology. Uh, so basically, I'm I'm kind of unique that I have like uh, in total four 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 high degree. So I have like uh, master degrees, oh, wow. bachelor, okay. masters. Yeah. So my first was Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology. Uh, then I also studied, which is the best, like in terms of. Uh, uh, it's like MIT here, yeah, you know. Like, okay. So uh, uh, then, I, then I also started in a new economic school uh, for economics. I saw, by the way, um, on on the graduation ceremony, like a few years later, two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw both uh, Gorbachev and Obama. Oh wow. So Obama, <laughs> Obama, yeah, Obama visited our university and presented diploma. Uh, okay. He was like an invited speaker. You know, sometimes the politicians they are visiting as a country and using some uh, graduation commencement ceremony, like as a as as a kind of place to have a speech. Sure. So yeah. this was exactly is exactly it's uh, my those second university is uh, one of uh, one of the graduations. Very nice. Yeah. So there were more journalists than graduates. <laughs> 80, <laughs> 80, 80 people, 80 people graduates, and like a couple hundred journalists. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I also have uh, my, my got degree to develop soft skills, like in uh, journalism. So I have a Moscow State University journalism. 
Nelko Ass. It's like I took this parallel. And uh, okay. I made a career. I started a career like basically in parallel. In, uh, back in Moscow, I did Deloitte corporate finance. I did McKinsey. And after okay. McKinsey, two years in McKinsey, I, I, I basically applied and got to uh, Stanford Business School. So this is my fourth degree. Okay. So this is how I, I came to United States and uh, uh, with the idea to do finance entrepreneurship. And sure. uh, uh, I did internship in, uh, uh, in, uh, after my first year of MBA in uh, Citadel, Citadel Hachuan to Chicago. Yep. Oil and gas trading. Uh, oh, it was okay. like, yeah, very interesting, highly competitive, which was like a bad year when they fired like half of their team. But okay. after that, they recovered. So okay. it was a quite unique experience. Uh, the first uh, like IT based uh, financial company I was seen. So like uh-huh. uh, like almost everybody can code. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and uh, and then I did uh, I did a uh, couple couple uh, consulting for in the Bay Area for BBA innovations. I did a uh, uh, couple startups not very successfully. So in some moment, like in one year, when I decided to leave and. Uh, I was fascinated by the idea to launch innovation lab for a bank. So mm-hmm. I decided to go back to Russia and, uh, and to, I pitched there five, five bank owners or CEOs with, uh, uh, with the idea to launch uh, Capital, Capital One, like similar to Capital One Innovation Lab. Mm-hmm. So it's like in the bank, which was very popular there. So it was uh, end of it was uh, beginning of 2015. And uh, I got a deal from the biggest bank, MHCO. So, and for three years, I was running Innovation Lab, acquired company, sold the company. The big data was mostly about big data. Right. So, and uh, after the contract was over, so I left and uh, started uh, uh, Bank as a Service platform. So I was I I saw, I saw a lot of problems that banks cannot really uh, directly. Uh, it's it's very difficult for them to integrate with uh, fintechs, uh-huh. and uh, with the, uh, they don't have a ecosystem. They are kind of very kind of uh, close perimeter, and uh, they don't have API. So I was thinking about to build them, like help them to unlock, to, to build, connect with others. So uh, like uh, if the bank more than like 10, 15 years old, they usually outdated just of technology. Sure. And, uh, and it takes like, because they already have many, many clients and many regulations, it take like an enormous amount of money to change something. So it's, probably it's time easy. as well, right? And time as well. And I was in the bank, there was like project uh, with us, like for I think like half billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like to build an, another bank backend system, and while I been, I was there. This project continued. I, I don't think it's it's even added now. So right. this is the, this this kind of the projects where they burn money like every year, uh-huh. and uh, and they they they're good that they have this money because this is one of the top ten profitable banks in the world. They, they generate like ten billion dollars in profits like every year, like more. So sure. that's why they have this money. But many banks don't have this money. So it's. Yeah, so, so with this idea, we, I started like a bank as a service platform. Uh, uh, first, it was like a KYC. So now your customer distance KYC. Those okay. company was just in, uh, like, uh, yeah, was, was only for the Russian market. It was, uh, it's became recently like uh, the leading company in Russia for credit card delivery. It's required okay. to do in person. 
So, and by the way, we took this model from Turkey. This my my oh. partner there. He's uh, uh, he's uh, studied in Istanbul University. Okay. So, uh, so, so basically, we, we we took this model and built the the the, the, the market leader in Russia. Uh, if somebody is one, yeah. Uh, so, is this uh, uh, now what you're discussing? Is Bankex? Or this 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 was this was how Bankex how Bankex started. Yeah, so it okay. was like slightly. It was of 2016. It was mm -hmm. kind of first bank as a service platform. I wanted okay. to build more. Uh, uh, I co-founded. Uh, I, I I was never like management manager in the company. I was just basically a like, strategy guy and uh, co-founder. Uh, okay. And and then and then uh, in 2017 I I basically started Bankex because I saw uh, I saw that uh, the blockchain could become the big uh, the big universal API for the banks. Sure. And we decided to start Bankex kind of uh, as a banking platform on blockchain to mm -hmm. integrate with banks uh, some uh, cool products. We we uh, we integrate we concentrated on their tokenization, okay. so it's uh, issuing. Asset back securities and uh, and and improving the, how the assets of banks used, how customer assets used. So this is uh, we did uh, started in 2017, and we did initial coin offering in 2017. Uh, how, how much did you raise on that? Uh, it was 70,000 ether uh, initial coin offering. It's it's. Uh, uh, we end up uh, like when we change the money and like pay all the commissions, so we end up with around uh, uh, net like uh, eighteen million dollars, one eight eighteen. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but in total, like on the maximum on the moment when the Bitcoin was uh, the, on the extreme high, like twenty right. twenty something, so it, yeah. it used to be like seventy million dollars. this money. If we if we would exchange them right away at that moment, like. And we would have them because we spent up gradually, so we already something was spent till that, something was spent after. Yeah. So But I think uh, uh, even even at the at when Bitcoin was at a high at twenty something, I think uh, if you had taken your money out then, it would have been slightly worrying because you know there were so many scams yeah. and things going yeah, on. Yeah, there, there was there was there was the main yeah one of the main reasons why we haven't done this. Yeah. Okay. So after yeah like uh, when when we already were on the market and the people see that we are real like oh, like about six months after so it became possible but Bitcoin was already not high yeah, so it was right. like, it was already three times cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when we did, when we just uh, did the initial coin offering, the Bitcoin was really like 21, maybe. Uh, like uh, uh, some exchanges up to 24. And uh, when we, uh, and like one year later, Bitcoin was 4,500. So it's <laughs> right. So big uh, loss there, but you, you're still pushing forward. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we did, uh, uh, we we did a protocol for tokenization for cybersecurity security tokenations. <clears throat> we were looking for support and uh, integration with some corporate uh, financial institutions, mm -hmm. so like underwriters, warehouse financing providers, trustees, like uh, servicers. So it's like the whole ecosystem of securitization. Uh, the problem that uh, SAC didn't support the whole model completely, and so we were not able to find the right partners because of it. So it was like a one, and uh, 
it was difficult, so we tried to build like a joint venture in movie production to do that. We tried, we made a pilot to the United Nations for like uh, so, so traceability of money that donated for water in Kenya. Uh -huh. We did uh, we did a big pilot with uh, Oryx Group in Tokyo for uh, securitization as a securitization service, so kind of registration of uh, payments uh, for auto loan portfolio, uh -huh. like uh, toward uh, toward portfolio and toward investors. So uh, different waterfall scenarios there. So yeah, so we did like many, many different like small things, small things, bigger things, but we uh -huh. we, uh, we we didn't come up with one platform where like everybody kind of uh, doing securitization. I wanted to do this industry by industry, so like movie production separately, like uh, some uh, HELOC real estate, uh, some like real estate or debt separately. But uh -huh. we didn't. We we were we were not able to do that because of uh, <coughs> lack of regulatory support. So in the in 2019, we after Bitcoin crashed <coughs> and all that, so we uh, shrink the team uh, and uh, and the focus just uh, instead of like making many many pilots, we focused on uh, like one product, which is a digital asset, wall uh, digital asset bank. So okay. uh, and, uh, we concentrated on it for a while, for about one year. And right now we have this digital asset bank uh, uh, wallet and platform. So we're also already adding the API. So it's, beca it's becoming like a platform where a third party can use our engine. We have their custody, we have their processing and uh, billing. And uh, we have a, a connection with uh, uh, eight blockchains and we have REST API on the other side so and we have integrations with telegram and uh, twitter okay. so this kind of uh, yeah this 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 can process any kind of uh, digital doors it can process the real money we we also open it a bank account master bank account in bank in north carolina uh -huh. and uh, <laughs> i can uh, right now open bank accounts with people like basically almost all over the world so it's sure. like for such countries but um, like mm -hmm. if, if you don't mind, um, because I'm not sure if everyone listening is, you know, fully aware of how blockchain works or uh, what's the added value of the service. So if you if you could maybe simplify the the concept. So right now you mm -hmm. have basically a digital bank. But it's not only for storing uh, fiat currency. You can also store. Uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned seven different currencies. Yeah, let's me explain. So <clears throat> the regular banks, they 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 uh, all the, like uh, the banks, financial institutions. They have like inside, uh, like depositarium um, or custody. Yeah, so they have like. Uh, worlds where they store the money they store the money they can store the money physically so they have like physical vaults yeah they can store their cash gold like anything and they have also but uh, the, in terms of technology they have backend system where where they have a like debit and credit thing so they have like big bank uh, book where they have like um, all the bank operations and debit and credit and uh, and they have like also the digital records of all, all the for their all their assets, 
Sure. So, so this is like traditional banks, how they work. So it's kind of centralized database, very reliable. They have like a lot of backup copies, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, what we did, we did similar thing, but uh, on the, uh, keeping in mind like uh, blockchain technology. So uh, our, our backend system, it's where we have like digital custody. It used to, used to like uh, pretty much used right now for cryptocurrencies. But uh, uh, and uh, and we have also this uh, record of processing of uh, operations, and we integrate it right now also blockchain. So we're gonna use blockchain even not outside, but like to double check the internal records of operation. So which means that um, uh, it's uh, it's internal internal blockchain to make sure that is everything like correct. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, this was never used before, like financial institutions. Yeah, so instead of that, they have like their proprietary, whatever, like little, little like uh, different layers of uh, servers and all that. So and um, uh, and, the, and yeah, and so what's ha- what's what's happening when we when we work with real money with the same assets that financial institutions have, we we do uh, we have uh, we have the process where we basically keep them with a, a partner bank. Call, let's call it omnibus bank yeah so the bank that is keeping our clients assets like in the financial institution and okay. then we represent them in our system as as a token as a digital representation right. so and then when somebody would need to, to spend this token within our ecosystem they don't need to move real money yeah so they just pay by, by token and get like another token so everything recognized everything whatever is this like uh, if it's real money, if it's like cryptocurrency, if it's like commodity, or if it's just pieces of real estate, just matter. Right, because you, just, can, you store yeah. that asset on your token. It's it's uh, basically everything tokenized. That's why we have like connected different wallets, different kind of uh, depositariums. So okay. for the fiat money, we need the real bank to be connected. We connected this uh, bank in North Carolina. Yeah, for okay. uh, for. Uh, uh, for instance, for the real assets, we need the uh, trust. So we, I'm right now in negotiation with couples to structure. We're also applying for our own license for trust. Uh, <laughs> like it's uh, usually the trust done in South Dakota. Uh, well, but we also kind of have a relationship with the company that provides us as a service, such as like Prime Trust, for instance, or others. So uh, th- those guys, they're very good to keep like uh, any real, real, like real estate or any real assets that can be then tokenized again to the token. So uh, so our goal is to get inside of our central machine, like the core, everything in token form. So uh, right. the cryptocurrency, they can go directly in token form. So they, they go to the as a token, so it's easier with them. And we, and we issue like uh, uh, token is uh, on the financial world, it's the same as, uh, dig- it's like digital depository receipt. So we're keeping this like asset and then we issue like digital depository receipts for our customers. Sure. Yeah, and as soon as, as, soon as it's received, they can do like uh, many, many things that is possible. So basically, we, they can do many things that is, they, we automate a lot of like uh, regulatory requirements. So they can do things uh, simpler because everything automated like in terms of QIC, mail check, like password, investor passport, client, like verifications uh, a wide list of uh, people who can do like uh, operations with these assets so th- this all these things get automated and and they can do it that's why things uh, quicker they can like uh, buy sell uh, split uh, exchange 
they can do this quicker, they can do this uh, remotely, they can do this uh, cheaper. And, uh, and what's important, because everything become like more efficient, uh, the new markets appear. So, you know, like when, like in the past, if you rented a car, you needed uh -huh. like to do like a, a lot of paperwork, yeah? Sure. So like it was not easier. Now you can do just one click and car sharing. Yeah, you just can in some city just pick up the car like in the city in the street that you never met anybody and you never seen this car before and you just go. So so like um or the, the same like uh this uh electric scooters so like rent, yeah, like the company yes, is yes. popular right now. Yeah, the same thing. So okay. so basically because of the efficiencies of the processes onboarding and making the contracts. Uh, the new the new market uh, basically appeared emerged so this is this is fascinating so it's uh, it makes uh, basically this this makes lives of regular people much much better because they get access to some sure. new markets I mean, capital market can, that never been before i mean i i completely agree that it's more efficient but at, at the same time how far can you reach at the moment i mean is is your company only working in the US? I mean, the functionality side of it. So uh, the company is, uh, we have a uh, headquarter in the US. We have okay. uh, engineers in Eastern Europe. We have a representative manager in Hong Kong and Tokyo. Uh, uh, we, uh, so my goal is to build global, global company outside, out of US. So okay. it means that, it means that we, we are right now, like uh, we, we are all looking for, I'm, I can already succeed basically in the one of the important things here. So I can open US bank accounts to anybody in the world. Yeah, so, and right now on my wait list, it's mostly non-US people who want to open bank accounts here. So, yeah. because the the local people, they have like, a, yes, in terms of like traditional banking, it's overbanked. It's okay. it's like, uh, you never, I never seen the country with so many banks. It's like, uh, it used to be, it used to be first when I came here in 2009, it used to be like 6,000 banks. Right now it's maybe like 4,000 banks or 4,500. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's still a lot, like over 300 million people. Like sure. if, if I'm just thinking back of about like, I know, I know in some like small countries, there are like only like three, four banks, like, uh, Back, back, like uh, back in Russia, there was like less than five hundred banks, and the population is two times less than here. So right. uh, yeah, so so here, here, here is a lot. Uh, the cool thing here is like community, uh, community banks, credit unions. So they they they, they only like few branches, local banks that serve local community and they're cheaper for the local people. Uh, right. But in general, general, it's overbanked, and uh, the people don't need just another one like bank account. Yeah, they they really need uh, something, the good reason to open it or use the service. Outside of yes, it's different. Yeah, outside of yes, the people, uh, many people, like in some countries, they are struggling. They cannot connect to some yes, like uh, cloud services or to some yes, like use some yes infrastructure uh, or to right. yes capital markets. That's why they're interested, like in open bank accounts here. Or to, to or to get into a US uh, banker, so uh -huh. uh, so it makes sense. So they even ready to pay money for that, like with money. Okay, so uh, just to confirm, you said uh, what, what's your the total team size globally? Uh, it's it's shrinked shrinked as I said. So it's uh, it's about like uh, eight people. Eight. So like we have like all together, like, yeah, all together like ten, but uh, several people are all staffed. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, it used to be like more than hundred. As I said, uh, because of the Bitcoin crashed all that, we used to have like uh, also like big big uh, departments, all that. Yeah. Right okay. now we keep only engineers and uh, it's uh, and uh, try to be as, as efficient as possible. Got it. So um, this next section is to help out entrepreneurs who are just starting or planning to start. If you were to launch a company today, how would you get your first customers in terms of, would you get them on a list first so they can understand the idea and then launch the company? Or would you create the company and then hope some marketing channel works? Yeah, so <clears throat> uh, uh, like in my industry, I would uh, strongly recommend uh, to work in the like in the like in, in the traditional company before starting your own. So to to understand, yeah, that you or at least like have a person or a couple of people in the team and the founding team who has this background. So uh, because this is like a, uh, it's 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 very different when you're starting like consumer uh, facing a startup where you basically you know that's why like so many companies they're solving the problem like they used to be popular like how to pay quicker for those coffee yes how to make more efficient like rent uh, the the apartment or pick up the car so any right. all those consumer facing problem because you see them in real life so in order to build a good company to understand the pain of customer yeah so sure. and uh, and you obviously understand the pain of the customer if it's consumer pain yeah so because you see this you, you see, the, you already feel this pain, like even like if you're in the school, in high school, yeah. So it's probably enough experience to build the company. If you can code and uh, you're talented, like you can build a good company. Uh, but if you're building something more, uh, more kind of B2B enterprise or more more kind of hidden, then it's um, much different. So this requires more more experience because you can theoretically understand the pain. But you don't understand the real issue why this why this happening in the world why the world like that, and what's the uh, what's the limitations what's the regulations there what's the what's the kind of traditions there because like the people like in this like uh, in finance and enterprise they are very very of them very conservative and they are very very kind of inertial, and right. uh, and it's a uh, it's a. Uh, it takes time to build uh, links there, to build like uh, those bonds, and to understand how to like step by step how to cross this gap. Yeah, so how instead like to bring them from uh, situation like from the uh, from position A to position B, and sure. kind of uh, like with with hundred small steps. <laughs> so exactly. so uh, yeah yeah. So so I, I would suggest like if you just to think about uh, I I like more those. Uh, more kind of complicated problems because less competition there less hassle so as soon as you get it and you can build something and offer it to the industry you find yourself like one of like few companies who can who really do this on the market because like nobody others just don't have experience like <laughs> so right. uh yeah so so just be be strategic about that and then second thing be focused yeah it's very important to be focused because like it's as soon as you like in our situation, we build the technology and we see like so many opportunities to imply it. But uh, it's it's impossible to build a great company like trying to build like many more like small products as, as, as how I started. So instead of that, 
uh, you have to choose like uh, one direction and like uh, may maybe two product offerings in that direction and kind of drill and build this for a while and to get a, to get critical mass of users and after that you can already open like few or like them to your other ideas so it will kind of grow grow the product portfolio but yeah so so mm -hmm. igor if you don't mind we can wrap up with the famous five yeah all right number one what's your favorite business book uh my favorite business book is uh uh, from one to five, so from uh, zero to one. Peter, uh, uh, Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I I kind of follow Elon Musk as CEO, so I'm I'm very interesting that uh, he he is one of the exceptions that he succeeded in many things altogether, exactly. and his company like quite independent. He took it into, I also like how he can take a risk and hire hire the right people, so to delegate and uh, managing the risks of like sure. capital intensive projects. All right, number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? uh couple of them like i mean like in terms of business development uh, it's uh pretty much combination of linkedin with different crms and uh, databases so i can efficiently reach out to people all right and number four if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice or what did you wish you knew when you were 20 years old I would, I would give advice like how to save time, like uh, that to do basically. Uh, to, I, I would advise do what you do, but you you probably don't need like uh, this master's degree, bachelor is enough, or you could you you need this experience for the future your for the future entrepreneurship, for the future company that you wanna build. I'm still missing like uh, you know like a hard intense investment banking experience. So I, I would I would I would get it like in some moment, yeah. So All just right. but in general I said yeah, duty. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> do what you do. And the final question: How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'm I'm trying to get like seven, like uh, sometimes six thirty or okay. five. But uh, but if it's like five six thirty, so in average by the end of the week it's supposed to be still seven. So it means that on weekends and we have a, like a long sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, Igor, thank you so much for joining me today, giving us some of your time. Uh, I hope that in a year's time, maybe we can have a follow-up call to see where BankX has grown. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Rami. Yeah, Rami, and I wanted uh, to, to use this opportunity. So uh, I, I don't know exactly who is the audience, but uh, I, I assume like international. Yes. Uh, international people so yeah. like um, if uh, you, you're asking about Turkey uh, we have like this company that is a market leader right now in Russia of credit card deliveries uh, okay. with, with, what we copy from Turkish model so we're it's profitable like it has a good revenue uh, right. we are raising like uh, we, we never raised like really money there because the Russian market it's not, not really there are not really venture market in Russia so if somebody like our, um, that is on the on the chat wanted to to check about this company, to talk about this company and invest in this company, I would be glad to chat, so please share my contacts. Absolutely. Okay, Igor, thank you so much.
Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Take care. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.